This is Lawyer to Lawyer, the award-winning legal podcast with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. West Coast meets East Coast, and yes, they are attorneys, bringing you the latest legal news and observations every week with the leading experts in the legal profession. Produced right here on the Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm Craig Williams from a very sunny Southern California. And this is Bob Ambrosi coming to you from a very sunny Boston, Massachusetts. Well, that's a first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You write a legal blog, don't you, Bob? Uh, Why do you say that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I I heard. I I do. I write one called... Actually, I probably read I write one called Law Sites, and I write another one called Media Law. And I do a podcast, too. Do you really do this one? I, this is the one. This is the one. Six years worth of it. Well, before we go too far, uh, I write a legal blog too, apparently on an occasional basis. Um, may it please the court. And I have a book out called How to Get Sued. So buy it. It's now really cheap on Amazon. So <laughs> it, would, <laughs> it would be really helpful to buy it. I'd like to get the, the royalty check this fall. Um, we'd like to take this time to thank our sponsors. We have a new one, Bob. Above All Legal, a new online job board for the legal community. You can find out more about Above All Legal at, not surprisingly, AboveAllLegal.com. Also, uh, one of our sponsors is Clio, a web-based practice management software program for lawyers at GoClio.com. SunTrust, who offers private wealth management solutions for attorneys and legal firms at SunTrust.com slash law. And Firm Manager from LexisNexis at MyFirmManager.com slash LTN. And I'm kind of thinking that by the time today's show is over, we both both might need new jobs. So I'm going to check out Above All Legal and see what listings they have here in the Massachusetts area. Uh, well, uh, well and, and now that we've done our sponsors, you know, we can afford that private wealth management from SunTrust. That's right. It, it is highly lucrative. As uh, a matter of fact, we should probably let our listeners know we don't get paid for this. Yeah, you know, I think we should let them know that because I, I've often, I've sometimes been criticized uh, for uh, uh, sort of making money off of uh, some of the things we do on this show, and we don't make a dime off of this show. I, with it, with any luck, we hope the Legal Talk Network is making some money. We don't know, but uh, we are not making any money off of it. I, I, I with some of the things we do on this show, it'd be a sin for us to make money. That's right. Uh, in, in fact, we're actually losing money, I guess, is what it comes down to. But uh, Right, because we're giving up time that we're not getting paid for. That's right. But it's fun. I enjoy we it. Give it up. And, and w- which brings us, uh, I guess, to the theme of today's show, which is the fact that we've been doing this for six years now. Yeah, we've, uh, we started out with uh, Coast to Coast, if our, some of our longtime listeners will remember. And then we got a kind of nasty gram uh, – cease and desist notice from um, the alien guy on the internet. Who has a, who has a ra- real radio show, I think. He right? has a real radio show called Coast to Coast um, where he talks about uh, aliens and paranormal things and I'm sure had a heck of a time with that uh, piece of sand that came through the atmosphere last week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and you know the other thing was though that I think we started to realize uh, at first we kind of envisioned the show as as kind of just stretching in our audience from uh, the east coast to the to the left coast there, but uh, we came to realize pretty quickly that in the topics that we were covering and the guests that we were having and in the in the listeners we were getting, uh, we were far beyond. Uh, the United States. Uh, we literally yeah, and, uh, and, listeners all over the world. And if you know, if we had had George Nuri on from coast to coast, we could have even claimed outer space. 
<laughs> well, who knows? We don't know who's listening out there. Uh, we may well have listeners, but we certainly uh, uh, we've we've we even had a, a, a kind of a. We, I think the funniest thing was when we realized at one point that there was a an English language uh, class in Russia somewhere that was using recordings of our show to help teach people uh, the English language. To me, that's a, a very scary thought, but uh, but so be it. Especially with the way that we talk. Especially, but uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, uh, we uh, today uh, are now the longest running legal podcast ever, or at least nobody else has stepped forward to claim that title. So we're pretty sure that's the case. Uh, there were some legal podcasts going before this show. As remember, you were doing some podcasting before this show, as I recall. I was, but I kind of view this as a continuation of that. Yeah. Yeah, and this and we're we're the we're the one to keep that's kept going and and it kept going on a weekly basis, week in and week out, uh, which is also also significant. There's some others that are kind of monthly and and sometimes uh, sporadic uh, every so often, but uh, we've kept at it week in and week out for six years. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I I don't know if this is true or not, but I don't know of any other podcast, let alone legal podcast, that's been going on for six years. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure there isn't. I, I think we're we're the longest continuously running show, and uh, we get the advantage of of kind of doing it from wherever we are, thanks to uh, the the great work of the people at the Legal Talk Network. I mean, I'm I'm based uh, in Rockport, outside of Massachusetts. You're there in Irvine, California. Is that where you are? Uh, yep, I'm here in Orange County, California, and I've actually done this podcast from the side of the five freeway. Uh, on, <laughs> on my way back from San Francisco on a trip once. So it's been some pretty unusual places where we've done this podcast. I've done it on vacation. Um, I think I was in uh, Honduras once when when uh, I did the show. Yeah, and I've, I've done it. I've done it from a, a campsite up in the northern uh, Maine woods once. Uh, and I, I I think I was in California once. I remember I was up in the mountains, and I think I was in California where I was racing around trying to get a signal on my cell phone, uh, knowing the show was going to be starting imminently. And uh, 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 so, you know, it's just some of the locations that we've done this from. And then, and then we've had some pretty crappy technology as well. And as a consequence of that, we've had problems where um, either you or bo- actually both you and I at different times have dropped off the show because. Skype has gone bad, our phone lines have dropped, our cell phones have dropped, and while I'm watching uh, a computer and conversing in text with the uh, with the producers of the show, they're telling me that you're gone and that I'm asking the questions from here on out, and then you'll pop back in, or I'll <laughs> pop back in, and nobody ever is the wiser for it because it's somewhat seamless, um, other than kind of occasionally we ask questions that have already been asked, but I think that... That that happens even when we're paying attention. Yeah, it is kind of funny because we don't really edit this show. We do we do do some cleanup work, and I shouldn't say we because you and I don't do it. But but Mike, our our great sound engineer, will sometimes uh, do some some cleanup work for us. Uh, uh, I think just last week was was an example when. Uh, I kept saying nine one one when I meant to say nine eleven, and I felt like an idiot afterward. And uh, I spliced in, uh, we spliced in a, a few uh, correct uh, statements uh, after the after the fact. And we should actually also promote Mike a little bit, as well as Kate 
uh, our other pro- our producer, but Mike, the uh, the board guy, has uh, somehow been inspired to go to law school and is attending some kind of lame law school up there in <laughs> Massachusetts or something like that, from what I've heard. So maybe he's going to be using above all legal uh, or be using. Uh, maybe he'll use the Legal Talk Network to get a job. Went to law school despite knowing us, despite knowing us, not because of knowing us. I think. Yeah. Uh, we got one guy. A, we got one guy a job. Um, remember, we did a show a while back on the lawyer who had become a sofa salesman. That's right. And uh, through our podcast, he was able to uh, get uh, get a job and be gainfully employed as a lawyer once again. So we're really happy about that. Yeah, Paul Semenza was his name, and uh, I, we may have to check with our producers as to whether we actually we certainly helped get him some exposure. Whether that directly led to a job, I don't know. I, I'd like to think we did that for him. But, uh, yeah, the, the economy was tough. He was uh, lost his real job, uh, was selling furniture, and uh, is back uh, gainfully employed as as a lawyer now, uh, in part thanks to the exposure he had on, on our show. I, I, you know, one of the things that really amazes me, I mean, we're, I mean, you know, we should probably tell our listeners that what we're going to do today is, is kind of reminisce a little bit, uh, talk about some of our favorite shows, some of our favorite issues, uh, and a little bit about just what we do here. And we, we've actually had uh, some friends of the show who are going to, who've submitted some questions that we're, we're going to try and answer. But but along the lines, I, I just wanted to mention something. I, I just looked at the stats uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the LTN folks sent us out the stats for the listenership on this show. And I, you know, I mentioned earlier that you could look at a map of the globe and we have listeners in Russia, in China, in, in just about anywhere you can imagine. Uh, but uh, we're also up to, it's something like 80,000 uh, listeners a month now for this show, which to me is just uh, just amazing. Uh, and and uh, I have no idea how that compares to other legal podcasts or non-legal podcasts out there, but uh, I'm really proud that we've been able to build up that kind of a listenership. Well, I can say that um, it does compare very favorably. At least one law firm that I know about gets about 12,000 hits uh, compared to our 80,000, and uh, that's a significant law firm that has a significant amount of resources to put into a website, and we're beating them hands down. Not your law firm, I hope. I didn't say that. (laughs) Okay. I just know of a law firm yeah. that is a large law okay. firm that is in that okay. in that condition. Okay. Uh, and their initials are uh, <laughs> um, John's Day, not okay. Sedgwick yeah, Dieter. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Just, no, uh, I I have to claim anonymity. Well, yes, and I see from our producers that it, that we did that. Paul Semenza says that we are responsible for him getting a job, so we can take credit for that. Well, that's good. Uh, I, I, they, we, they must have done factcheck.org and determined yeah. that. I, I hope we're not seen as competing with above all legal in that regard. Uh, but uh, other people it. looking for a job, go ahead, send us an email, and we'll uh, we'll give you a plug here on the Legal Talk Network. Well, so our listeners know this week you and I are going to be the guests. I guess that I am interviewing you or you are interviewing me, and we are commenting on our last six years' worth of history and kind of, as you said, reminiscing about some of the things that we've done. Um, so let's get to it. Um, so I'm supposed to ask you, at least the producer says, Craig, let's start off the show by talking about one of your most memorable podcasts. We have over, that's your question to me. We have over 300 (laughs) podcasts with so many to choose from, but which podcast stands out to you? So that's Bob. I'm throwing that one to you. Which podcast did you like the best? Okay. I, I I have to, I have to 
to to stop right there before I answer that question, I have to say uh, that that the other wonderful thing that Legal Talk Network folks do for us. So if you're ever considering, it's, I get a lot of questions about how, you know how do you do a podcast and what do you recommend, and, and I really recommend that people. We could talk about this more later. Maybe work with a, a professional company such as LTN. I don't mean this to sound like a commercial, but one of the wonderful things they do for us is prepare a script. Now, I think you and I, Craig, are somewhat notorious for uh, kind of ignoring the script uh, to, to a somewhat. great extent, uh, uh, and uh, and uh, they'll often suggest questions we might want to ask the guests, and and uh, often we'll go off on a tangent that uh, doesn't anywhere relate to that. But it's incredibly helpful to me because they'll help us do some research, they'll help us line up some websites, and it will help us think about what are the key issues we want to cover with these people. So so today they've actually given us a, a little bit more of a, a script because they've actually gotten some questions from outside people. So so yeah, so I was I was supposed to ask ask you that question, but uh, what's, what's the most memorable uh, podcast? I, I, for me... Uh, I really have to say that that in in a way the the most memorable one I, this maybe this is uh, too easy of an answer but I, I go way back to uh, our very first show uh, <laughs> only because That's what I was gonna yeah say. well okay I don't I don't mean to steal your thunder on it but uh, you right. know first of all uh, we had just two amazing guests we had uh, Professor Erwin Chemerinsky who uh, who's uh, you know, I know a friend of yours, uh, or somebody you know well, and but he's been on the show a number of times over the year. But uh, of course, a, a very prominent uh, scholar uh, and uh, very uh, uh, animated, informative, intelligent guest to have on the show. And and we had Mike Greco, who uh, Boston lawyer, but uh, at the time uh, was incoming president of the American Bar Association. And it, to me, it, it struck me. Uh, it was it was kind of significant to me that that just as we launched this, we were able to kind of get to guests of of that stature to share their time and come on the show with this kind of untested medium of a podcast. Uh, and I, I've always been extremely appreciative to both of them for doing that. But I think that really kind of set the pace. I mean, we've had some pretty amazing people on this show over the years. We have, you know, and it's gone from Alex Kaczynski, the chief judge in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal. We've had Richard Posner from the Second Circuit on. We've had some pretty, pretty high end legal guests. Um, we've had Alan Dershowitz. Um, pretty amazing set of guests. Yeah, and F. Lee Bailey. I mean, F. Lee Bailey's been on a couple, <laughs> a couple of times. And I, I have to tell you, I have learned something as a lawyer. Every time I've listened to F. Lee Bailey, yeah, I just the guy blows me away with his knowledge. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, the guests. Uh, well, again, just last week we had uh, our show on on uh, on nine eleven, uh, and uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, two guests on on that show, uh, uh, Leo Boyle, uh, who was very at the at the time of nine eleven was the, the the president of of Atla. Uh, and uh, uh, Marilyn Berger, who's produced this documentary out of the ashes uh, about uh, about the uh, victim compensation fund, but but just to to listen to them last week, the the passion in their voices about these issues, the 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 commitment and dedication they've had to pursuing justice or or helping to illuminate the issues in these cases, uh, you know, every week I listen to these people, and I'm just I'm just uh, amazed at at the work some of these people are doing, and. Uh, and the passion they have about what they're doing often. We had a show on bullying, and I, I don't remember the guest's name, but 
was someone who had a personal experience and was involved with it and has been an advocate against bullying. Um, and just there have been uh, just such a wide range of things that we've done. Um, it just seems like there's been nothing le- left. And it, uh, the moment I think that we're going to run out of topics, it seems like there's, you know, five or 10 more that we haven't even touched yet. Right. I think that was Deborah Johnston, who is the founder of Students for Safer Schools uh, and the mother of uh, somebody who had been a, a student who had been a victim of cyberbullying. Uh, I believe that's the person you're, you're, yeah, you're right. Talking Deborah to. Johnston. Well, and I our listeners in front of me here, Craig. So I'm a, I know. I, I can tell you're, you're Googling as we speak. Um, <laughs> but we, we've had some listeners that, uh, have made some impressions on us, Bob. Well, we have some listener questions. Uh, there, I guess I, I'm not sure these people qualify as listeners because I think a number of them are people who also do, uh, <laughs> just so happen to be other people who do legal talk network podcasts, uh, but uh, two of it's amazing uh, how easy it is to get quotes from them. It, it is, it is, especially when we have Kate, our producer, lining them up. But but so we have some. But list, we do have, we to, have, we have to claim questions. first, though. Yeah. We have to claim first, Bob, that that we came before all of those others. We did. We led the way. We tr- we blazed the trail. Pioneers. So, which makes us one. another way of saying we're old. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you said you had some listener questions. Well, uh, yeah, Sharon, Sharon Nelson and John Simek, two of my favorite uh, people, uh, host uh, Digital Detectives, uh, and uh, uh, they put in a, a question. Uh, Congratulations, Craig and Bob, they say. Uh, in six years of podcasting, what legal development has disturbed you the most? So, Craig, uh, got an answer for that? Yeah, and I think that the one that's disturbed me the most has been um, the problems that gay marriage has had getting recognized. It seems to me to be that we are going through a version of the civil rights movement from the 1960s, although not as um, the protests are not as violent and and pronounced, but certainly there. Um, And it's been surprising to me how difficult it's been to get gay marriage uh, approved and passed and uh, legitimized because there are so many people fighting it and it's very reminiscent of the battle that we went through uh, with the civil rights movement in the 60s. Well, that's uh, certainly been that's certainly been a troubling one. I agree with you on that. I, I think for me, and I, I'm not sure this is an issue that we've adequately covered on this show, although we've certainly covered it uh, from time to time, but it's been the continuing deterioration of funding for uh, legal services uh, in the country. And and I don't just mean formal legal services programs, but I mean uh, the the availability of funds for providing legal services to the poor. Uh, I I think I've probably talked about on the show that I'm I'm a a, a trustee of the Mass Bar Foundation, which is an organization here which uh, helps distribute IOLTA funds to uh, fund uh, access to justice programs and, and legal services programs in Massachusetts. And uh, as everybody's well aware, the IOLTA pool has been uh, uh, dwindling severely because uh, so much of that has been driven uh, by, by real estate money in particular. Uh, and uh, as the real estate market has gone down, IOLTA money has, has gone down. Uh, interest rates have gone down. All of that has mean, meant less, less uh, IOLTA money available for the poor. And uh, you know, at the same time, uh, government programs are getting chopped left and right, and funding for uh, 
indigent programs are getting chopped left and right. So, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing a, a, an increasing uh, and very troubling gap in this country between uh, those who can afford legal services and those who cannot afford legal services. And uh, I don't know where that trend is leading, but it's very troubling. You know, we had Ken Babcock on from uh, the Public Law Center out here in California uh, to address that. But our producers are chiding us. They're telling us that we need to get to the recorded questions and we need to get briefer answers so we can get them all in. So uh, I'm supposed to ask you next, at least I'm not supposed to, but here's a suggested question. Uh, Monica Bay, the host of Law Technology Now, has a question for us. Let's have a listen. Hi, this is Monica Bay, Editor-in-Chief of Law Technology News and host of Law Technology Now. And first and foremost to Craig and to Bob, huge uh, congratulations on an important milestone. Uh, You guys rock, and uh, it's a privilege to work with you. And I particularly want to thank you for your contributions to LTN. Uh, My question for you today is, as you look back over your tenure, what guest or what program was the most surprising to you and why? Well, Bob, what do you think? Uh, boy, I'm trying to think. Uh, the, I, I have one. Yeah, have you go sm- ahead. And this is, this is one that's been kind of consistently mentioned in my time going through these reminiscing shows, but Simone Montesivian, who was the UN representative for war crimes trials, um, I, I was tremendously impressed with her, with what she did, the danger that she was in uh, to, and is still in to do that job and, and monitor, you know, have the world monitor and look at war crimes trials. It just uh, it's so important for people that have in countries that have finally overcome dictators to get justice and to do justice the right way. And it's the first step on the world stage, and I think it's great that uh, the United Nations sends lawyers to encourage uh, justice and make sure it's done correctly and and uh, you know start that country on a road toward a government that is in, not a dictatorship yeah that's that's, that, that's been mine yeah and, and I might and I again I, I have to concur with you on that I, I would also add another one that really is a, is I think back on it was was uh, Betty Ann waters uh, the woman whose whose life story became the subject of a of a film uh, last year was it last year just last year two years ago uh, called right. conviction yeah. uh, this this woman who essentially put herself through law school uh, just in order to help achieve justice for her brother who uh, was uh, convicted uh, of a of a murder that she was convinced uh, he was innocent of and uh, and she. She did that and, and uh, put herself through law school and became a lawyer and, and helped uh, helped uh, prove the innocence of her of her brother. It's a really amazing story and a sad story. Her brother died just months after he got out of jail, yeah. and she's now back as uh, running the restaurant that she was running before she started. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, there. Well, we have another question. I think Bob, we're supposed to get to. Sure. Uh, this one is from uh, Lynn Devaney and Vicky Voison of the uh, Paralegal Voice. Hey, Bob and Craig. This is Lynn Devaney and Vicki Voison from the Paralegal Voice podcast, and I just wanted to thank you guys for your amazing, pioneering, and groundbreaking efforts in the field of legal podcasting. Uh, without you guys, uh, Vicki and I would not have the privilege of doing the first monthly podcast for paralegals, so uh, we owe a lot to you. 
Yes, you're absolutely uh, our inspiration. In fact, it was from listening to to Lawyer to Lawyer that uh, when you were doing paralegal interviews that I got the idea to have a show just for paralegals. So, Lynn, what's your question for Bob and uh, Craig? Well, everybody that knows me uh, knows when anybody that's an expert in legal technology gets anywhere near me, I always have to ask them about technology. So my question for you guys is if you were stranded on a desert island with Wi-Fi, of course, but could only have one electronic gadget, what gadget would that be? Thanks, you guys. You guys really, as Vicki said, have been an inspiration to us. Right. And wait, I have a question for them, Len. Oh, and cool. it's, it, yeah, it's sort of technology based. What I'd like to know is what website do the two of you visit each day? Uh, Bob, what's your favorite? And Craig, what's your favorite? The, you know, the, your go-to website. So that's my question. And thanks again, guys. You've been a real inspiration. Wow, that's really nice. Yeah. You want to tackle either of those or both? Yeah, I'll give you both. Um, I would have an iPad as the one gadget that I would have, assuming that we had electricity because <laughs> we have Wi-Fi. And um, I've got a couple of websites that I check every day. Um, I read TED and I also read Pulse, which is uh, what used to be, in my mind, kind of the way that PointCast used to be. Uh, Pulse does a fantastic job of gathering news from a lot of different sources and uh, highlights stories and gives you the opportunity to take a look at them. And frankly, every time I check it, I can never get through it because there's too much information. But it's a fun website. It's more of an app, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think for me, my the website I check, I, I'm addicted to RSS. I, I've got a, a bunch of different news feeds I, I follow every day. Uh, I, I, every, I, I'm also addicted to news and I, I, I check just the ABA news feed uh, at, at least once a day, if not multiple times a day. The uh, I think they call it their Law News Now uh, section of the ABA Journal uh, website does a great job of just compiling news stories from all over the place uh, that uh, are of interest to lawyers. Uh, my I, I've sort, sort of my my guilty pleasure every day. I, lo- I love reading Above the Law, the the blog uh, that does a, a, also a great job of sort of keeping up with stuff going on all over the legal profession. Uh, and uh, uh, those are those are two sites I really do check every day. How about a gadget? Oh, my gadget would be uh, well, besides a battery charger, I guess uh, would be uh, <laughs> my my iPhone, or if I had an iPad, my iPad. But uh, I, I don't have an iPad yet, and I'm I'm addicted to my iPhone, and of course my iPhone has my uh, my uh, iPod, so I can listen to all the great Legal Talk Network shows there. Well, I guarantee you that if you get an iPad after you've had an iPhone, because I had an iPhone, you will get addicted to the iPad just as quickly, yep. if not more so. Yep. Well, we have another question uh, from Bob Philos. He's the producer for Legal Talk Network. Hey, Bob and Craig. This is Bob Philos, producer at the Legal Talk Network. Um, congratulations for six great years. And my question for the both of you is, if you were able to sit on the U.S. Supreme Court for any one decision, which one would it be and why? Well, Bob, I'll throw that one to you first. Uh, I'll sit on Marbury versus Madison, so I can <laughs> do a better job of clarifying the supremacy of the uh, of, of the Supreme Court in terms of uh, reviewing uh, the law of the land and declaring constitutionality and unconstitutionality. Uh, they did a pretty good job with it, but I probably could have written a better opinion. 
think <laughs> anybody kidding. could have written a better opinion. <laughs> oh my God. That's the most torturous opinion to read. It's the first one you get in, in one of the first ones you get in law school and it's terrible. How about you? You got one? Almost as bad as Paul's graph. Yeah, right. Well, I, I'm going to stick with the theme here that I've been going with. I would uh, wait for gay marriage to come to the Supreme Court. And uh, if I were going to sit as a guest judge by appointment, uh, that's the one I would take. Largely because I I think that uh, people 30 years from now will be looking back at whatever decision that is that comes to play in the same way that we look at the civil rights movement back in the 60s. I can't anyway, even see our producers, but I can see them telling us to hurry up. Yep, here we go. <laughs> Let's go with Dennis Kennedy from the Kennedy Mile Report. Bob and Craig, congratulations on the big anniversary. This is Dennis Kennedy, co-host of the Kennedy Mile Report podcast, a longtime fan of and twice a guest on Lawyer to Lawyer. Here's my question. What feedback you received from a show has been the most gratifying for you and made you feel that all the work on the podcast was more than worth all your effort? Well, that check Dennis sent was really gratifying, I got to say. Yeah, that's how I got on the show. Yeah. Did you get paid? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to talk after that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what feedback have you gotten, Bob? It really, the most gratifying, I have to say, it was probably maybe one of the first times I got feedback, but I was actually at an ABA tech show, I think it was, or some ABA convention, when some, somebody like walked up to me and said, aren't you Bob Ambrogia? And I said, I I, you, I love your podcast. I list, I make a point of putting it, in, loading it into my iPod, and every morning when I'm commuting to work, or you know, can't be every morning because we don't have that many shows, but I always listen to it as I'm while I'm on my commute. And, and uh, uh it just I don't know why that that uh, not all that outstanding, but the fact that somebody would take the time to stop me and tell me that, and, and that he uh, just uh, religiously listened to the show uh, was was kind of fun. It was the first time I really got that kind of feedback from doing this. Yeah, I would say I had a very similar experience. Denise Howell, who's uh, very well known in the podcast community and also in the blogosphere, uh, gave me some kind of similar feedback that she really enjoyed listening to our show. And of all people that um, I know, that that's pretty high praise. How about uh, uh, we have a we have actually have a question from our eminent uh, producer here, Kate Kenny. Let's hear what she has to say. Hi, Bob and Craig. This is your good friend, Kate Kenny, producer of Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. And I just wanted to say it's been a wonderful ride with you over these years. Uh, you, you, the two of you are just fascinating people, and you're just a pleasure to work with. And I really appreciate. Um, your hard work and your dedication to this podcast. I had a wonderful little question for you. If you were to have dinner with any member of the legal profession, living or dead, who would it be and why? Well, that's an easy one for me. Yeah? Who? I would have loved to gone to go to dinner with the founding fathers at the uh Philadelphia Convention as they were writing the Declaration of Independence. Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, Ben Franklin, James Madison, John Adams. I would have loved to have just sat and listened to the the ideas that those men came up with and started our country down the path that it that it's gone over the last several hundred years. Yeah. Well, I can't I can't argue with that. Uh I was I was actually thinking about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Again, kind of a not you know not a. Did he eat dinner? Uh, well, not only that, but he bought uh, so all the better. Uh, 
No, he's yeah. One of the things that people said about Lincoln was he was just an incredibly entertaining person to be with, uh, and was always kind of the life of of whatever wherever he was. Uh, one of the reasons he was so successful politically was he was such an engaging speaker and storyteller, and and had such great insights. I, I just think he would have been a fascinating person to just have a conversation with. We'll have to get him on the show sometime. There you go. Uh, should be easy to do. Yeah. I'm sure that there's an impersonator out there. Yeah. Um, well, let's, there's another question that we've got from a uh, guy that we've talked about already, Mike Hockman. Hey, Bob and Craig. This is Michael Hockman, the overall awesome sound engineer at Legal Talk Network. I just <laughs> want to say that during the last 268 Lawyer to Lawyer shows that I've been fortunate enough to record and edit and work with you guys with, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm glad to have been with you guys for the last five and a half years. And my question for you is, if they were to make a Lawyer to Lawyer movie, who would you have play yourselves and why? Well, I'm, I'm reserving Brad Pitt right up front, Craig, so you're, <laughs> you're on your own. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I can handle that. Um, I would say, um, you know, since Mike Hockman's probably not available since he's in law school, um, I don't know. I think Pierce Brosnan or uh, uh, Sean Connery. There you go. Yeah, I can see a little Pierce Brosnan in here. That could work. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, uh, yeah my uh, my I I have my fiance is uh, is a sign language interpreter, and her family is uh, sign language interpreters. And my deaf sign is 007. Uh-huh. So there's a little history. There you there. go. Well, it's Bob. It's time for us to take a quick break. We will have more surprises on our sixth anniversary show when we return. This is Kate Kenny at Legal Talk Network, and I'm talking with attorney Brian Manginis, co-founder of Above All Legal, an innovative new online legal job board. Brian, tell us about Above All Legal and how it works. Well, Above All Legal is a simple, easy, and fast way for uh, a person in the legal profession looking for a job to post their jobs, uh, to search jobs and post a resume online. And it's also an uh, easy way for employers to either search for resumes on the database or to post uh, jobs that uh, they need to fill. We've been talking to attorney Brian Manginis, co-founder of Above All Legal. Check it out at AboveAllLegal.com. That's AboveAllLegal.com. Thanks for tuning into our program today. We want to let you know about something extraordinary happening in the legal industry. Right now, hundreds of independent attorneys just like yourself are working to bring a very special product to market. These attorneys are part of a development program at LexisNexis, and they are working under NDA on a brand new application that will change the way you run your practice. This solution, LexisNexis Firm Manager, is a web-based, highly secure application operating in SAS-70 Type 2 attested data centers. If you are interested in test driving LexisNexis Firm Manager at no charge, or to learn more, visit www.myfirmmanager.com slash LTN. Has the recent economic climate affected the financial goals of your firm? Get back on track with help from SunTrust. Our private wealth management legal specialty group works solely with lawyers and their firms to deliver unique solutions designed for the legal community. SunTrust advisors give you sound guidance on everything from maximizing cash flow and waiting through benefits planning to understanding how to retain attorneys and staff. 
Learn more at www.suntrust.com slash legal. SunTrust. Live solid. Bank solid. SunTrust Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, my name is Kay Kenny from Legal Talk Network, and I'm joined by Jack Newton, president of Clio. Jack is going to talk to us about the role of security in cloud computing. Jack, what about security? Are there any ethical or security-related concerns that need to be addressed with cloud computing? We're starting to see the first ethics opinions come out on cloud computing, and the early proposed ethics opinions like that from the North Carolina State Bar indicate that there are no ethical issues relating to the use of cloud computing in a law firm, but that as with the use of any third-party provider, an appropriate amount of due diligence needs to be undertaken to verify that the provider you're using has implemented an adequate level of security and privacy precautions and is essentially taking due care with your confidential client data. We've been talking to Jack Newton, president of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. And if you'd like to get more information on Clio, feel free to visit www.goclio.com. That's G-O-C-L-I-O.com. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial play in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960 or shoot us an email at admin at legaltalknetwork.com. You never have enough friends or followers, right? Check out Legal Talk Network on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn too. Welcome back to the sixth anniversary show of Lawyer to Lawyer here on the Legal Talk Network. Uh, we are and, celebrating. And yes, go ahead. No, I was going to say, damn it, we're... No, no, damn that we're out of time because we're just going to have to skip the blooper reel and go right to the end of the show with your final thoughts and your contact information, Bob. So why don't you start off? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, no, no. We are going to, they are going to show off our imperfections. Uh, Believe it or not, uh, you you have some. I I don't think they were able to find any from me, but. uh, No, I'm sure that they were not able to find any from you. Uh, and I know that they're going to be all mine, but um, uh, somebody suggested from one of our producers suggested that Harrison Ford should be playing one of us. I, Which one of us? I don't know. Maybe Michael Hawkman. Yeah, I think That's I need I think. that. Uh, what the, what's who's the gray-haired guy from Mad Men or silver-haired guy from Mad Men? I need somebody oh, with know, appropriate man. hair color here. Right. So uh, okay, well, we well, got. I think we have a blooper reel here. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Here are some for. Here are some of our finest moments over the years. And this is Craig Williams from Under the Marine Layer in Southern California. I write a legal blog called May It Please the Court. I have a book that I've written called May It Please the Court. Whoa, that's not right. It's called How to Get Sued. Um, Welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer Martin Emery. Marvin. (laughs) Almost made it. Welcome to the program, Marvin Emery. Welcome. Did I say it right the first time when I said the intro? No. <laughs> Welcome to the program. What's this? God, this is so fun. Welcome to the program, Marvin Amore. No. Yeah. Amore. Yes. Okay. Welcome to the pro. <laughs> you know, when do you get these old mobsters and get these chances to get guys on talking about stuff that's gone on for 30 years and crooked FBI agents? And Oh, my God. We need a book out of this. Man. What fun! Uh, uh, So uh, perhaps one of the big winners this year was the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, in in the sense that uh, the uh, the Supreme Court uh, came down uh, in in favor of of that court in a number of patent cases uh, this year. 
Tony, is that if you looked at those cases at all? Do you have any comment on those? Well, and the really the hard problem for Bob is that he has to know which which uh, hole to plug the wire into on which end. It's a it's a it's a wonder he has kids. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist that one. That was Scott. So welcome back to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. We are joined today by Betty Ann Waters, who led an eighteen year fight to prove prove. <laughs> Never mind. We'll be back again, and we'll, we'll flub it up one more time. Thanks. I could not get the closing down, but thanks very much, guys. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I went in the moon. Like a big pizza pie. That's some more. <laughs> I'm supposed to record that. Are you, still, are you guys still recording? You guys still <laughs> not recording? The plane? Yeah. Whoops, I forgot to turn my record off here. I've been recording all this. Be a long tape. A big pizza pie, Bob? <laughs> well, uh, there's my recording debut. And that's the end of the blooper reel, as best I can tell. Although it's really hard to figure out which ones were bloopers and which ones were just us talking. I know. Some of them I was thinking there, was that a blooper or didn't I say that? I didn't mean it. I think you, know? you kind of said <laughs> Yep. Uh, oh, so, well. Uh, let's see. We're supposed to offer... Words of wisdom to other podcasters who are out there listening. Uh, don't start because uh, then they'll be in competition with us. No. Yeah. Or if you are going to start, uh, make sure you hire the Legal Talk Network to do it, do the uh, do the work for you. Yeah. I, I have to say that originally when I started doing podcasting back in 2003, 2004, um, I was really not doing much more than just simply reading my posts and calling it podcasting, which was a really bad way to do it. And I also did some video podcasting, doing the same thing, which I think was equally as boring. I even made up my own um, teleprompter. I brought the equipment and made it up and, and actually was able to make it work and look at the uh, teleprompter while I was reading. So it looked a little bit better than me constantly looking down while I was reading. But this is a much better way to do it. I I think that as a podcaster, it's important to have different guests on. And frankly, with the kind of practices that you and I have, Bob, it's imperative to get a producer so that they can line up guests and so forth. And the Legal Talk Network has done a fantastic job of that for us. Yeah, I think, you know, one one word of wisdom here is that it's like blogging in the sense that uh, it can be a lot more work than you think it's going to be. Uh, and again, I don't make this all want this all to sound like a, a commercial for the Legal Talk Network. But the advantage of working with with an outside company like this is just that, uh, you know, in, in the early days of podcasting, you you heard a lot of lawyers who would get into it and get discouraged because they were spending time either lining up guests, doing editing, doing sound editing, looking for music to splice in, uh, and all of that takes time. And so, being able to work with uh, professionals who really know what they're doing and how to do it means that uh, the time that we put into this uh, is focused on sort of doing the show and, and thinking about the show directly without uh, having to deal with a lot of the the, uh, the, the, uh, the many other levels of work that go into producing and circ- and distributing this. Uh, and, so. and not just any producer. You know, uh, Luann Reeb and Scott Hess, the owners of the Legal Talk Network, are both Emmy-winning uh, news. Luann's a news producer. Scott was a cameraman. And they're the ones that are really behind the Legal Talk Network, and we really never thank them, I think, enough for everything they've done no, for us. No, we thank them all the time. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you're absolutely okay. right. We we never we don't thank them enough. And uh, 
and uh, and Kate and Mike, of course, who we've talked about on the show, who just do an amazing job. Kate, uh, Kate is uh, amazing for her ability to line up not just guests, but the right guests and really good guests uh, and week after week after week. And she's not just doing it for this show. She's doing it for other shows as well. And uh, she's just uh, tireless at, at her ability to do that. Uh, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, Scott and Luann, for everything you've done for us over the last six years. We couldn't have done it without you. And, you know, let's thank our sponsors. We do appreciate it. Uh, we do appreciate that they help us to uh, keep doing this show. Uh, and uh, some of them, uh, you know, Clio has been a, a longtime sponsor now uh, of this show, and I, I really appreciate it. Uh, the uh, others that have, uh, have sponsored us uh, from time to time over the years, uh, the, the uh, SunTrust, of course, has been uh, also a, a long time. I think Clio was our first actual sponsor, and then uh, SunTrust came in not long after that. Uh, and so we really appreciate both of their support and, and all the sponsors we've had, our new sponsors and, and older sponsors. Yeah, and we should thank LexisNexis, my firm manager, and also the, our newest sponsor, Above All Legal, which is an online legal job board. So I guess we should wrap it up, Bob, and uh, thank our guests. <laughs> And uh, give them our final thoughts along with our contact information. So why don't you go ahead and start? Uh, well, uh, my final thoughts is uh, my final thoughts are that uh, 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 <laughs> uh, I've really enjoyed. Are we doing back this. to the blooper uh, room? I, I've enjoyed doing this, and, I, and I've enjoyed doing it with you, Craig. It's the one thing we haven't mentioned in all these thanks is uh, it's it's been great doing this with you. Uh, and uh, and yeah, I do encourage uh, people to to check out my site. I don't often plug my Law Sites blog in particular, which is lawsitesblog.com, or you can always find me on Twitter at Bob Ambrogi. Right, and I'm reachable at uh, jcraig.williams at sedgwicklaw.net, S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. And uh, I'd be happy to hear from any of our listeners. And Bob, it likewise has been a tremendous pleasure and an honor, frankly, for me to work with you. Um, you know, your background as a former editor of the National Law Journal puts you in much better stead than me to be asking these questions. And I constantly marvel at how well uh, you frame questions to ask people and seem to hit just exactly what uh, what I think our listeners are, are wanting to know from the guests that we have. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, well, thank you very much. I certainly feel the same way. It's been great working with you. So, all right. I guess that about does it, huh? And it does. So uh, it's time to wrap up. We uh, remind our listeners that they can now get their CLE credit through West Legal Ed Center for listening to select Legal Talk Network podcasts. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and click on, click on WEC. <laughs> More blooper reel. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and click on the West Legal Ed Center. You can also find all of our Legal Talk Network shows on iTunes. We'll be back again next week with another great legal topic. When you want legal, think lawyer to lawyer. It's the office calling again. Don't answer it. Why not? I'm listening to Legal Talk Network podcasts to get my CLE credit in West Legal Ed Center. Oh, yeah. I need to do that, too. Where do I find them? It's easy. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and pick a program for CLE, click on it, and start listening. Or go to WestLegalEdCenter.com and choose from any of the Legal Talk Network programs available for CLE. That's perfect. The office can wait. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network. 
its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Lawyer to Lawyer with Robert Ambrogi and J. Craig Williams. Every week, a new legal topic that you won't want to miss. We hope you'll listen again and check out our other shows on the Legal Talk Network. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.